super in Supernatural. <laughs> My name is Jay. That was a good one. And I am Leslie. And I'm pretty sure I've not done that one before. I'm pretty sure you haven't either, but I don't remember at all. I, I feel like instant, like after I edit and then I review our, our podcast before I upload it, and then maybe I'll listen to it with a couple friends or if I'm on the, on the road with Chris. But then I completely kind of almost ignore our early episodes because they are a little bit cringeworthy. Because anytime someone tells me, like, oh, you finally got the sound perfect, I'm like, oh, okay, how did the sound sound? <laughs> how did it sound yes. before it was just perfect? Just like the first few episodes of, like, The Simpsons or Seinfeld. There, need, there was some work that needed to be done. Yeah, it's like kind of like now you have these shows where they have the whole pilot or even the first season and then the next season – there's actors who replace there's actors who leave like oh okay that character didn't work we'll have to put in this new character okay that neighbor wasn't wacky enough we have to put in you know a serious neighbor like it it's it's kind of like that with our podcast we we it's it evolves as a hobby it evolves yeah so how, I had to had to do away with my original co-host <laughs> so okay correction corner before we start Oh, first I should ask, how, how's your week been, Jay? It's been a week. Yeah, mine too. I have nothing new to report. It's been one of those ho-hum weeks. Just your typical COVID-19 week. Yeah, seriously. You know, wear a mask, go outside, Not come do home, anything. take a shower. Shake your fist on the TV. Shake your fist harder, boy. So we're at a correction corner. Yeah, so last week, I don't know why... But we said the owner of the ranch was Brian Fugel. Fugo. How do you say it? I would say Fugel. Yeah, it's like I I keep wanting to say frugal, and I'm like, that's not it. And but his name is actually Brandon, not Brian. And I don't know why I was so stuck on Brand. I'm sorry, not Brandon, on Brian. I feel like I must have, and you suggested this, I must have just heard the name Bryant, as in Dragon, and just combined all their names. Because we have, it's not too many similar names, but there is in this episode that we're going to talk about, there's there's that point, there's two Travises. And I just feel like if to be on this show, you only you need the similar name. Before we get into it, let's tell everyone... We teased you last week with where we're going to do a review of the season or the episodes every other of our podcast episodes. We decided no. We want to. I couldn't wait. We want to do it all eight episodes. So what we're going to do is this, we're going to do a little series, and tonight you're going to do we're going to do episode two of the secret of Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. Dun dun. Now that's Law and Order. Still works. <laughs> so well, I can't. Well, I can't make the NCIS like. <laughs> well, how, who does the one where it's like the weird, like, like scream thing where they they take off the glasses? Like, well, I see that we're going to have to mix it up with this salad. It's like what the that has nothing to do with the murder, it's, sir. Oh 
Becca told me the, the title of that because I, I think I said something and I got it wrong and she she told me which one it was and now I can't remember what it what it was. I thought it was like CSI or something like that. Now it's not N I C I S because that's the one with that's, that's the one about the Navy. That's the one with Mac Hammond. Oh, I love him. But yeah, it's I forget what it is. But I remember I did watch like a couple episodes and I didn't I didn't dislike it. I was just kind of like, okay, maybe it's not going to be one of my other police procedurals. And not kidding, my brother said, I think he really liked the show. And his girlfriend said, I, I, he, she couldn't stand it because every time they're about to do something or he was going to say some stupid line or I forgot what it is, but he, the actor like looks right at the camera to deliver it and it just breaks the fourth wall for her and she didn't like it and so my my brother started watching it and as soon as he noticed it he couldn't unnotice it and he's like oh, i can't enjoy this now because it's driving me nuts yeah i i had the same issue with a with a show on amazon prime it's the that jack ryan show that's on there oh i love me my jack ryan it, and i like the show you know, we've only seen, like, maybe, I think we're only, like, four episodes in or something, so we haven't really watched much of it. But there was, like, that the one the one terrorist guy they have on there. I forgot what his name was, but you may remember which one I'm talking about. We're seeing, like, he was trying to attack the, the mom and the, 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 the mom who was the wife of the leader. Are you talking about season one? Yeah. Okay. And while he's doing that, like, the drone the drone pilots like just drop see him attacking the guy just drops a bomb right on his lap yeah okay and i remember then, that episode and then and then not to spoil anything but like he shows up like a few episodes later and all he has is like a few scratches on his cheek or something i, I got mad i just turned it off like no no this guy just literally caught a bomb from a drone strike I mean, it wasn't like it. It's not like it happened like you know, several feet away from him, and the shockwave just knocked him down. Like no, it was like literally like right at his feet. Are you and sure like, that he showed up again? I don't remember him showing up. Yeah, he came back. He came back. Same guy. <laughs> and I got mad, and I turned it off. I I literally turned the episode off, and Becca was just cracking up at me. I was just like, no, I can't. I can't watch. I can't keep keep watching the show for right now. I have to take a break because. That's stupid. That's bad storytelling, right there. It's like this guy like had a bomb drop on top of him, and he just comes back two episodes later, like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh my gosh, I'll have to rewatch it because I don't remember that part. I'll be honest, like this, I, I watched season two, and I kind of like season two better than season one. So, but we won't talk about it because I, I, I have a feeling you haven't seen season two, and I don't want to spoil it. That was a show similar to what you were talking about that I had, I had issues with it. I'm like, I, I can't unsee this now because now it's going to drive, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. You know, it's funny with uh, like, it's, it's funny that with fake shows, like shows we know are no reality whatsoever. We get so much more upset than I could be watching a reality show and just be like, Oh, this is, this is, this is how life is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I but will accept like, all these scripted at like all these scripts scripted actors telling me weave in a beautiful show and then as soon as like one of these reality stars you know starts you know screaming at her friends i'm like oh this is real life like <laughs> no see 
I, I'm the exact opposite. I watch these quote unquote reality TV shows and I'm like, this is all fake. Every <laughs> single bit of this is fake. It's scripted because, you, you know, they have a production company or it's a production team. So if there's there's a, there's a it may not have like a like a concrete script that they read off of. But they give them a general storyline. Say like, here, this is what this is your plot line for your for your for you this season. And they say, this is what you do. This is what we want. This is the point in the season where you have a fight with this with this with your friend, and you guys don't talk for like several episodes. This is the part of your plot line where you get divorced from your husband or something like that. You know, it's like none of it's real. And the fact that it's called reality television, it's almost like an oxymoron or something. Well, since we're talking about uh, shows and reality, I guess we're talking about episode two entitled Night Visions on the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. So, When last we left our intrepid heroes, they were standing and sitting in their conference table discussing the case. As you remember, if you just listened to the last episode or even watched the show... Our team, as I call it, the Avenger Ranch, uh, Eric has brought out a case. And he says this will offer an explanation about basically what's happening at the ranch. Doesn't, but you know. I know, right? Basically. But so finally we see what's in this case. And it shows a small, medium, flat silver disc. It's smaller than a hubcap. I would actually think like almost like a page boy hat size. Eric explains that it's a very large neodymium magnet, and that's a very powerful magnet. And even Travis says, "Yeah, this is powerful. It could take off a finger. It's it's a pretty substantial really, piece of evidence. I mean, not evidence, a piece of equipment." You no, know, he doesn't really explain how it could take your finger off, but you know, it's like it's so powerful it'll rip the it'll. It'll attract the iron in your bloodstream and just yank it right off your hand or something. I don't know. Well, what's funny is Travis says, like, the minute I saw that and I was thinking, what does this have to do with anything? And then Travis actually says it. He sits there and he says, what does this have to do with anything and not digging on the ranch? Which I thought was hilarious because I do love how Travis is becoming kind of like the viewer. Like, don't worry, viewers. I know what you're going to say. I, mean, I will say it just, for you. They should just have him put like pan to the camera and just look like Jim from the head. office. Just shake his head like so. He also like pans to the kid. He's looking at. He looks at the camera. The camera like pans to him, and they just play that. <laughs> you gotta stop using these because we are. It is copyrighted. <laughs> We're also a podcast. I don't think anybody's paying that much attention. Oh, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> okay, well, so to go on, basically, Eric explains that when he first came to the ranch, he took a picture on the mesa, and it produced a weird picture. With the magnet, he found out that when he gets back to the command center using the magnet, he can re- reproduce that same picture. Sorry, my stomach is growling. And what this reminds me of, how to describe it, since you guys are listening to us, um, it's if you're old enough and you used to have the VHS tapes and you played it too much and the 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 strip got really thin, the tape got really thin, you started getting these weird like black lines 
or if you kept it, I don't know, I don't remember why, but like if you kept your VHS by a magnet, like if you kept it on top of a refrigerator or something, it would have the same effect. That's what it reminded me of. So basically these pictures that are getting on, on the Mesa is you take a picture and it's like a weird kind of like line through the picture. Like the ones he was showing, it was like these pink lines. And it's not just like lines, it's like a bar. And basically he's saying, telling people, I can reproduce this same picture using this magnet. And that's what the magnet was used for. So Travis is still confused. And the theory is that some, and he, he's kind of trying to figure out what Eric means, but he thinks the theory is that somewhere down in the earth, there is a magnet. And that's why they're afraid to dig, that it's going to, I don't know, be dangerous. And in the end, after a lot more discussion around this table, they decide to do non-evasive testing. What's on your thoughts on this whole opening scene? One, a little disappointing that what was in the box was a What's magnet. I totally was almost going to cut that in and just put Brad Pitt yelling, but he also has an F, he says the F word. So, <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah, well, I, I was expecting a lot more too, and not it's not you know giving us our bang for our buck. It is weird that. I mean, I don't want to be mean or anything like that. I think all of them are probably, like, nice guys. But the whole thing is he kept this from... He Then he says something that I thought was kind of funny. He kind of says, well, all the guys here know about it. Mm-hmm. And so, one, so it's only Travis who doesn't know. And two, so what was the whole big cloak and dagger with the case? Like, everyone was, like, standing up to look at the... The magnet, everyone already knew what it was according to him. Like, he basically kind of outed himself in the sense of, like, I got this big secret. Nope, everyone knew except you, Travis. So now Travis is just like, whatever. Like, I need I need more data. I need more information. I don't need you guys. And then he says what you said. We're here to do a scientific, to test stuff with a scientific method. You can't just throw the scientific method out. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like... Uh, I don't know. It, it was like this, just like you said, it was like a big production for really not, not much results. Cause like a question I would have is like, okay, so you guys say we don't want to dig because there's energies that can, you know, affect the human body, blah, blah, blah. So when they dig, why don't they just wear like a hazmat suit and then you're protected? Why are they like they're but they're out there with like, you know, khaki shorts and t-shirts. And it's like, well, yeah, of course you're going to like get you're soaking up radiation or whatever weird energies are out there because you're not even protecting yourself. And what's funny is I will, I was about to disagree with you because I said, you know, hazmat suits won't protect you from everything. Like, you know, it could be probably, it's, it's, it's not the end all like answer, but there is something interesting in the next scene that Protection I. More than khaki shorts and a t-shirt. Don't forget, they also have uh, the guns. But the next scene, I think, proves your point. So, <laughs> look out! Radioactive particles. Take him, dragon. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Oh, I also have thoughts about dragon in this episode. But, but okay. So we're going on. So to kind of make your point, so they bring people on. So Travis basically says, what we need to do first is to bring people on uh, and make sure it's safe. And so they bring people to do RF, microwave sweeps, radiation sweeps. And then what we have a... I'm sorry? Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, like, one of the company's names was Semper. I know, I was going to say the company names, but then I, I, I didn't want to because I don't... I think the guys from the companies are awesome. And I'll tell you why. But but uh, the teams go to with Dragon and Eric, and they go test the Mesa while Thomas Winterton and Travis tour the ranch. And Travis, and this is kind of a weird scene to me, and I think it's supposed to set the scene of how how strange this little area is on the ranch. And they call it Homestead 2. And this is where he says that he heard voices telling him to leave, among other things. And he's unsure if he actually heard them or if it was in his head. And so it this scene wasn't about him so much, but as this is just a weird area. But then it's like he says that, and I'm like, whoa, question. Could this have anything to do with his injury? Like, my thoughts are, it's like, and I'm not sure, but I thought, like, maybe it was going to go into more about him and his injury. But no, it was like, ooh, spooky, rundown house. And instead, yeah, I'm like, I would totally explore that. Like, they keep thinking, like, he dug, and then three days later, he had this thing. It's like, or he worked on the ranch in these different areas, and maybe, like, you guys should test these different areas that he worked. Like, I think I think that's what they should do. It's like, hey, let's sweep all the stuff that you, like, that you did. Oh, you were, you, you worked at the homestead, too? Let's sweep over here. Oh, you worked well, over here? Let's sweep over here. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. And what they also don't really go into is, like, he's, remember he said that he had this this injury and he's still dealing with the effects of that in of that injury but they don't really go into like what the effects are like is he hallucinating is he hearing things is he experiencing headaches or pain like i honestly you know i honestly am kind of a little worried about him in the sense of like he is having a real physical effect and i don't know i just i think him i don't know i think him exploring and travis exploring like well, where, where were you kind of almost using it as a control? Like, where were you when you did all this digging and stuff and looking there? Because, like we said, oh, I found out it was, like, over 500 acres of this ranch. I said, like, 400 or something last time. But so it's, like, over 500 acres. It's a huge ranch. So, like, it would be, I think, good to you have someone who is currently, you know, experiencing something. Where did you go? What, where was, what was your daily routine? All right, so moving on. The next scene... So after he, he tells the story, we have a scene where Travis and Thomas are called by the teams doing the sweep. And they are said, you got to get up here. Very all dramatic. Overall, they get to the sinkhole, to the sinkhole that's on the mesa, and they get weird greetings. I, unless you have something to say, I'm just going to kind of go through this because this, to me, was, I, it was too much have, for me. I have one thing to say. Yeah. I think it, it was kind of funny that they said, we got some weird stuff up here. You guys got to, like, get up here right now. And they both exchanged, like, the... The, the look, the, yes. The, the, the tense, meaningful look. And then they continued to drive almost slower than they were driving before. <laughs> and they were it's actually like in they, a truck. It's almost, it's almost like they said, oh, God, Thomas, like, just said there's weird stuff up here. Let's... I don't want to get up there any faster than we're doing right now. Oh wait, no, it wasn't Thomas. Thomas was the one driving. I don't know. Yeah. Who, whoever the one, whoever the whichever the one was, the one on the radio. But it was funny because yeah, I noticed that too. They share this one look, and if you guys ever, it's kind of one of these looks. <laughs> the drag, dragnet, 
Yeah, so they, well, they don't nod, but they share this look that is reminiscent of whenever you see these car commercials and there's kids in the bag all yelling stuff and the parents just kind of look at each other like, oh, them, oh, our kids. That's what the look to me was like, what's going on? What is it now? Well, they get up to the mesa, they find the sinkhole, and I guess this sinkhole goes into the ground. Like, it's, it's like a little tunnel. And I don't know how far it goes, but they were talking about that it, they were getting high readings, that um, they were getting some readings of, I guess, chemical gases. Like, so this is the two companies, like the two guys, and I am so sorry I didn't write their names down, but they were talking about, you know, they started talking about like something, something, millimeters, and da, 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 da. And overall, what was important with this was that that they are getting weird readings that they can't explain. Um, yeah, they said there was like a like a a per, like a percentage of I forget exactly what they said it was a percentage of, but they said the guy you know and and Travis asked them he was like oh is is that not is that abnormal and they say oh yeah it's it's an abnormal like spike in in you know the normal readings and some or something like that and. And the, they're like they're you know they're they're all standing there in the hole, and he's showing like okay, the one of the guys from the com- from Semper I think he he was had the little device in his hand with the with the antenna, and he's like okay so I'm getting this reading here, but if I put it down into the hole, the numbers go up, and then Travis was like he's standing there all of a sudden he puts his hand on the wall and he's like asked everybody let me ask you all a question or is anybody else feeling like Swimmy head, he swimmy said. headed, and he's like, I all of a sudden I felt like low blood, had a low blood sugar feeling, like got dizzy. My leg, his legs were kind of shaky, and he, nobody else seemed to have that feeling. So I, there was a part of me that kind of thought, mm, yeah, actually, this is a little convenient, but okay. This is why actually, okay, so this scene, I was eating French fries. I was I was having a little dinner. I was eating french fries and I threw a fry at my TV because I was like, Travis, no, no, Travis, don't, don't fall for like, like, don't try to do a hoax or anything. I mean, maybe he did feel that. Maybe he really did feel that. But what was really funny is the two guys he was with in that hole, like in the sinkhole before. So how it is, is like more like almost like a crater at the beginning of the cave. Then there's a little tinier hole that I guess goes into the ground. And the two people with him are the two guys from the other companies. And they both, like, when Travis like, oh, man, I feel so feel so dizzy. How about you guys? They both were just like, no. Oh. <laughs> and they were they were closer to the hole than he was. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know why, but I just found that so funny. But then I threw a fry at my TV because I was all like, I was like, no, stop it. I don't want you to, like, do any hoax in this stuff. But I do admit that. Maybe he was feeling something, but then on the other hand, he was in a air-conditioned car for we don't know how long, come up to this, you know, it's May in Utah, I don't know how hot it is, end of May, beginning of June, maybe he started feeling like that because you're doing this whole hot and cold kind of in the in the shade, in the heat, I don't so know. Had he, had he eaten yet? I don't know, it's just, no. but it was weird that he was getting really close to the hole and he did, and they were again weird um, so, numbers. So you, 
so you can't really take, you can't be, we're not like taking away from that because they were getting a reading. It just seems a little weird that he's the only one that felt some sort of way about, you know, whatever. But that may just be a difference in how sensitive a person is to whatever is coming out of that. But we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's okay. So here's my problem is I don't think he's faking. I don't think he, I think he's really trying to, to show stuff, but I don't, I'm already seeing how I don't like the show is setting me up to, to be like, oh my gosh, is he okay? And then not have any explanation because we basically, so after that, they get out of the hole, they get into right by their cars, they talk about the radiation levels are unknown, and they all get a dosim. I I want to say this wrong, but is it dosimeter? Dosimeter? Dosimeter. Yeah. Okay. I know how it's spelled. D-O-S-I-M-E-T-E-R because I had the subtitles on so I could make sure I, I wrote it right. But this this meter is to watch their radiation levels, which, I mean, I think it's actually a good point. Like, you think there's radiation here. Why aren't you guys, and you want to, Drag made a big point of saying, hey, I want everyone safe. Why didn't you guys have this earlier? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's things, and maybe they just didn't think about it, but I think there's things where they're trying to set up a whole, we're going to have a level of security, a level of protection, and then we'll do some investigating, which I can understand, and I don't mind them doing. I just wish that they would explain other a, other ideas of what it could be. You know I, what have I, mean? just, I have I have just, like, a quick question on the ranch in general. Like, what does the ranch do? Well, it used to be a a working, I guess, cattle ranch because the Gormans had cattle. Mm -hmm. But now now, I think it's just investigations. It's like it's like a property that these rich billionaires, millionaires buy to investigate what's happening. And then not release information. (laughs) Well, according to Brandon, that's what yeah, that's what Bigelow doesn't do. But we'll get to that. Okay, so that was, and you got to remember too, so this is like, we started this on May 28th is when he had the conference. We're now on May 30th. So to be fair, if this timeline we're given is only a couple days, plus we're still in this days where we don't have an explanation for the opening. We still don't know about the the cow that they found in episode one's opening. So yeah. We haven't even gotten into the cattle mutilations yet. Yeah, so it's very early days, very early days investigating. So that night, and I started laughing because that night, they take tents, a sound system, they take all these measurement equipment, they take these big TVs, or at least one big TV. Like an infrared telescope. Oh, infrared, um, lasers. But then it's funny because there's this one point where then you see the fire pit, firewood, the chairs. And all I kept thinking about is, wow, it took them three nights to do the bonfire. <laughs> and I was actually thinking that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, are they going to spend? Because right about now, we're about halfway through the episode. And I thought, oh, my gosh, are they just going to sit around and talk about what's going on? But I will admit, what we're going to be talking about, I'm really super excited to talk about. And I really, I really want to get like what your thoughts are on this. So now we're getting into the point where... They finally say, "Okay, now let's let's go ahead and shut all our lights off mm-hmm. and everything like that." And they have, just like you said, they have this really powerful kind of like a green laser pointer 
that they shine directly onto the mesa. And it should be noticed, so everyone that we've mentioned, I think maybe, I can't remember if the, the ranch superintendent, what's his name, Morse, is there, but everyone else is there, you know, Thomas, Dragon. Um, Eric's not there. Eric's in the command center, so he's watching all the all the things. Now, I want to I make a point here. Brandon is, or not Brandon, sorry, Dragon is there. He's not holding a gun. And and he was holding a gun when there was, he was holding his semi, whatever it is, throughout the whole kind of thing with the visitors. When they were doing the radiation sweep, he was the one standing there with a gun. And so I guess it was like an intimidation for these visitors, which, okay. But he doesn't have, he's not holding his gun at night in the middle of this field that they're using as basically their, you know, nighttime investigation, what they call a stakeout. And you know I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring this up again later on in, in, in the show, but I have a point for that. I have a point for it too. The, I feel like the reason why probably he doesn't have a gun, his gun is probably because he has his other guys kind of like in the area kind of like maybe like a parameter and say like, okay, so I don't have my weapon here. So you probably, we have other people watching. They didn't say anything about that, but that's kind of my thought that they, they have other members of the security team kind of like kind of around the area just to kind of make sure that, you know, nothing's going to. What security team? We've met two people. Yes, they could have other people. Don't get me wrong. They could have other people, but okay. You'll see, you'll see, but oh, they have, they have Caleb. They have Caleb, but and I have oh my, Caleb. I seriously have thoughts about Caleb. So, but so where we're at now is, as you said, they have this green laser, and I love also. Uh, here's one little tangent. I love a good infrared camera. I when we when I go ghost hunting, I don't know if you've ever gone ghost hunting with me when I've used it, but my mom has these like nighttime binoculars that were actually a kid's toy that was on the market like ten years ago. They took them off the market now. But these, like, quote-unquote kids' toys, oh, my gosh. The infrared on them, it was so good. It took pictures. It recorded video. Like, it was awesome. So I love whenever these shows says, hey, we got some infrared. Because I don't know why. I feel like you get so much better evidence with it. I feel like if I was using, like, infrared goggles or something, I would just be pretending like I'm Predator. <laughs> I think everyone in our generation probably does that. They shine a laser to the Mesa, and as soon as they shine it, they see that the light the, from the laser almost fractures off. Like, it, it, it's reflecting back and then back to the Mesa. So there's something... Without, without creating a second beam. Without, like, yeah, and that's a big thing. So it's basically how I think how Travis describes it is... It's, sorry, listeners, we had a little cat malfunction with uh jay and his cat so i'm picking up where i think i left off where we were talking about there was no second light source from this beam and how travis was describing where it basically was hitting the mesa was that pokey yeah that was pokey everyone say hi to pokey and it was hit this laser was hitting the mesa and it was coming back and then hitting something hitting the camera or the IR, and then it was going back to the mountain 
of the Mesa. And so you were having these, it's one, it was one beam. Is that what it is? Because I, I was trying to understand that. It, it, it looked like it was just like, a, yeah, it was like a single beam. And the way that it looked to me, like it was shining into the Mesa and then somehow refracted. Yes. Of another spot. Yes, exactly. And, and what's funny is they were kind of talking about it hitting the mountain and reflect like refracting. I don't think so. I think it must've refracted that they must've been shooting it somewhere that refracted. Like I actually thought maybe that it, I didn't, because you didn't see where they set it up. I actually thought this one piece of equipment that they were standing next to this like huge, like telescope looking thing was it. And and I was really surprised it wasn't because I thought, well, you know what? I wonder if they're like putting it through a, you know, because I'll try to debunk. I'm like, okay, what, how, how would I create that? I'm like, are they putting it through a windshield because they have their trucks there? Are they, how, are, how is this set up? Curious. So curious, Travis concludes it's reflecting off the Mesa back to the camera and he calls for Eric and Eric Dragon and him head up to the Mesa to see if there's anything up on the ridge that could be causing this. So they get up there, and as soon as they get to the light, and you see them next to it, and they're communicating with the people back at, let's just call it base camp, with the base camp, and all of a sudden, the light turns off. The laser turns off. And they call down and say, hey, are you guys, like, messing with the laser? And it wasn't that it just snapped off. It actually got weaker, 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 like, like the battery was being drained. And then once it goes off, they call back down there and they're like, hey, can you guys check it out? So Thomas goes and it turns out, I was wrong about the equipment. It turns out they go, uh, Thomas goes up into like almost like uh, the little towers. If you ever watched the Hunt for Skinwalker, they, Bigelow, the scientists built these towers so they can kind of watch the Mesa. And he goes up there and it's only like a little scope, like a little tower, like laser scope. I almost think like it's something I would use for my cats. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't have cats, but when the neighborhood cat Oreo used to come over, we had like a flashlight that had one of those little lasers on it. And I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a huge laser. It really isn't. So that to me was actually kind of more interesting because that would be harder to refract and still see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And he basically says, he basically says that it's dead and it's broken. The batteries are good. There's no explanation. And that's it. So that experiment is over. They all come back down the mountain. And when Travis, I don't think, I can't remember if Eric's with them or not. I think Eric might went back to the command center. But when they all get back to base camp, Right when they get back, the team at base camp, which is Dragon and, oh, I forgot the other scientist's name. Is it Jim? Or am I thinking of Star Trek? Was it Thomas? No, no. Thomas is, okay, Jim is the ranch manager, Dragon, no, no, it is Jim uh, Segala, PhD. Okay, so Jim explains, like, hey, we're seeing these weird, weird glowing on the screen but the mesa the mesa is glowing and they keep showing so i was actually kind of confused because they kept showing this big tv screen they brought out there of the infrared and they were showing the glow and i'm like well 
that's weird, but maybe it's like heat from the day. Like I'm trying to think of all these other things like it could be, right? So what's funny is they show the Mesa with the glow in, but with a naked eye, you only see this almost like pulsating flashing light that's almost coming from the ridge behind the Mesa. And you can only see that with the naked eye. And I was watching that and you know what it reminded me of? So if you, if, if you haven't seen the show, you want to know what it's, what they were seeing with their naked eyes. If you are a quantum leap fan and the beginning of the show where they do the whole Dr. Sam Beckett had an accident, whatever, when, when you hear that and they show what it's quantum mountain, like, you know, their home base and it's just a mountain and it's glowing. That's what this looks like. And I'm all like, is this proof of time travelers? Like, seriously, I was watching this and I'm like, wow, they're seeing this glowing light that's just flashing behind this, this Mesa. And even Travis is like, you know what? I was skeptical, but this isn't a hoax. This isn't something else being caused. You can see this with your naked eye. And when they finally take the camera from like the TV screen and just like show the camera of the mountain, it's just, it's, it's to me, I thought it was really fascinating what they were capturing. No, it's, it was really interesting when they showed that. And I look forward to them actually coming up with like, try, like finding a little bit more on that because so far it is the, the most interesting thing that they've had in the last two, a couple episodes. Well, yeah, no, I seriously, like, at first I thought, okay, is all of the non-invasive stuff going to be about sweeps and stuff, which is probably really, it's needed because to be safe, it's probably really interesting if I understood it more, but I was kind of finding it, it's not even that it's boring, it's just I, because I don't understand it, I wanted to see what they were seeing, and finally I feel like everything I've been reading, everything we've been watching, it's actually showing what people have been talking about and now here's the weirdest thing and this is the one thing i kind of yelled at dragon about so they're talking about it and they're saying well it's almost like you know i don't even remember what it was it was thomas who was talking i don't remember what he was saying but as he was talking really low you hear growling and it's it's to me it almost sounded like a motor started but then like a like an animal growl and i don't know if you've ever had like, we both have dogs, but there is, like, we went to the dog park today, and there's that growl, and it's like the warning growl of your your animals, where it's like, oh, I don't know about this, you know, mm. and then it's the full-fledged, I'm, I'm mad at you growl, or I'm going to go after you growl, and it's kind of like, that's what I heard, is I heard this really kind of low growl, and then, like, a really... Kind of, and it's really, really low, so you barely hear it over them talking. And honestly, if I didn't have subtitles, I didn't really know exactly when it was. But then it says low growling. And so I kind of watched it twice just to hear it. But what was really funny about it is I was looking at Dragon. Not once did he go and, like, grab his gun. I'm like, this is when, like, I would I would be a little nervous with something out there. And started hearing growling. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'd be like the one who was like, hey, like, should I be nervous that the security guy on our team doesn't have his weapon ready? We would get jumped by a mountain lion out here for all I know. Well, and Travis mentions that. It's like, you know, there's packs of wolves out here. There could be, it could be packs of wolves. It could be a packs of dogs. It could be, um, what did he say? A bobcat. And all of it, all these uh, 
things that could be I'm sitting there like again can't like I again I am I'm not advocating for this I'm not I don't know about this so you know maybe I shouldn't say anything but I just like I wanted them to like at least like shoot in the air so that way like it'll scare anything away <laughs> but it was because it was really kind of creepy you're out with no lights you see this weird light flashing on the mountain and then you hear these weird growls and I was like okay that would be so creepy if I was in that mode because all they had around them was their tents and you know of course they have their cars but they weren't there was no other houses that they could go into you know what I mean yeah um, so yeah, that's my, it was funny, I wrote that down, I said, thoughts, one, creepy, two, Travis says it could be a mountain lion, three, dragon stancer, no gun, WTF, dude. <laughs> dragon stance, unprepared. And maybe it was like the producers were like, dude, you can't always have your gun around, we don't want to like send that message, which I could totally get. But when I start hearing growling, I mean, I'd be like, hey, what is that? Because I've watched those shows too, and I, I will, I will admit, I love it absolutely love it when I'm watching one of these reality shows or hunting shows or ghost hunting shows and um they break the fourth wall when like the cameraman says dude did you hear that like because you could tell that they're kind of getting nervous <laughs> so I was waiting for like the cameraman to kind of be like what the hell <laughs> waiting for like Thomas to like jump into like dragon's arms and dragons goes Zoinks. <laughs> okay so after the growling they kind of brush it off, and I think that it was just more that they didn't, not that they thought it was anything paranormal, but it was, they just thought, well, there's other reasons. Again, bobcat, wolves, and they go on to scan the mesa, and then where they saw the pulsing light across the ridge, the infrared all of a sudden sees a beam of light, a spotlight, a column of light, whatever you want to call it. Showing from the mountain to the sky. And here's what's weird. It's not seen by the naked eye. So it's only on the infrared. And it was really interesting. Like I thought out of all of their evidence they caught that night. That was the most interesting part to me. Because they they showed the camera, regular cameraman just showing the ridge. And then they're showing the, this like, and you could tell from the brush and from like how the landscape was. It was the same area. It wasn't like, oh, look at this spot. And then two miles away, look at this spot. No, it was in the same area. And it wasn't wasn't a grand opening sale at Furniture City either. No, there's no one out there. There's no cars. There's no little cities. It's nothing but, but ranch. And... It goes, like, I guess it blinks a couple times. Like, it goes on, it goes off, it goes on. It stays on for a minute or two, and it goes off. And as this was going, they're, like, they were trying to figure out what to do because the sun's come, about to come up. So, basically, it's kind of told that this has been going on all night. And I was waiting for them. I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed that they didn't go back up there to where this, um, to where this light was coming from. Because here was my theory. I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to go back up there because we had this whole first half of the show with the sinkhole. It's going to be coming from the sinkhole. Like, I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, go back to the sinkhole. It must be in that same area. And they didn't do anything. It basically ends. But what happens next is before they even could come up with a plan. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm skipping something. 
as they were watching this, they were testing the RF microwave levels and they found that they were high and not normal. And they were, and he was describing it, Travis was describing it as if you turn your microwave on and we're cooking something, but you had the door open. So it was, does that even work? No, it doesn't. But it was saying like, that's where. Okay. Sorry, listeners. We're coming back after a helicopter seemed to have, you know, be right above hovering right before above my house made itself right at home there right that was a long time too but what were we talking about so we were talking about oh yeah so i kept thinking they were going to go out to the sinkhole and like because they were just saying they were talking about the microwaves and everywhere they turn there was no waves coming but then they would go back to the mesa where it was going and then it would get higher when they saw this beam coming from the mountain. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want them to go. And I, I know they couldn't because, it's one, it's dark. Two, there was no probably way for them. Because with the other light, they could see the light. This one, they couldn't. But it was one of those things where I thought they were going to wrap up this whole circle saying, like, isn't it? It's coming from the sinkhole. Isn't that weird? But I almost respect the show for not doing that because now I'm thinking, well, if they were going to fake anything, this would have wrapped up the whole show. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know, it would it would kind of give justification of like why they did all this stuff earlier in the sinkhole. But they don't do that. Instead, what happens is, as they're talking, Thomas begins to feel ill. And he begins to, he sits down and he says he has a, a throbbing and hurt in, in his head. In the same spot that his original injury was at. So Brandon, he grabs him, he throws him in a truck, and he's like, I'm getting him out of here. And Travis is actually really upset. He doesn't want anyone to get hurt. So they basically leave everything, and they get in their cars, and they go back. Well, I thought it was the command center, but it must have been another house. Because they go to a house... And when they open the door, because you see like a washer and dryer and stuff, so they're not at the command center, but they're at a, someone's house there. And probably find it's, it's probably his house. Well, then you see Caleb examine and Thomas, and so Brandon brings Thomas to Caleb to look at the to to look at it, and he must have some medical training or something because he starts talking about to thomas like this is in the sack area this is and he's like feeling it. he's like this is the exact same fluid that you you had and as soon as he said that travis is like i want you to go to hospital now call your wife just go to the hospital and at first they were all kind of looking at him he's like no just get in and then like travis even has a moment with the camera crew and you could tell like not camera crew but you know one of those one-on-ones he's like this isn't funny we're we're there's no time we got to get him out here and so you see a truck take off and we found out it's caleb taken caleb taken thomas to the hospital and dragon calls Brandon. And that's how one, that's how I found out that I had the wrong name because I was like, who's Brandon? <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh. And then my favorite line of the whole show. So this is this is pretty serious because something's happening. But my favorite line <laughs> of the whole show is after Dragon tells him what's going on and that Thomas is at on his way to the hospital, he says because Eric's with Dragon as they're making this call on a speakerphone. It says, the favorite line is, Brandon says, quote, Eric, Dragon, I need to get out there immediately. Let's get everyone out there. 
And all I could think about was like, one, everyone's already out there. You're the only one not out there. And two, I'm like, well, all he needed to say was Avengers Assemble. Like, because, like, <laughs> I don't know like, why. Like what's, the, like, what's the owner of the company going to do when he gets there? He's going to be like, suit up. I, I don't know, but he wants to he wants to see what's going on, what like they're doing. And it's only been like three days since he saw saw Travis. He's like, I wanna see what, what I wanna see exactly what you guys are doing. I and also okay, so maybe Dragon had to stay behind to call Brandon, but I don't know. I feel like Dragon was semi like he was trying to say we did nothing. This just happened. I don't know what's going on and I can't control it and I can't like he was doing that whole classic getting in like when you're telling your boss something, you know, happened, but you're trying to get in front of it saying like this just happened. I don't know how to do it or what I did. Like like you're 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 kind of saying like you're, you're saying we yourself. did yeah, we're you're covering your ass because we did something, but we don't know if it caused it. But, you know, I just don't know how to ha handle it. So he's he's getting very upset. But it's also one of those things where um, where I'm curious he, to... He, oh, oh, can I say something? Go ahead, go does, ahead. Does, doesn't he say, I might be wrong, and maybe this was on the first episode, but doesn't he say, like, when he's getting all upset about what he's talking about, what happened to 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 Thomas, and he's like... Like, I'm out here, I'm armed to the teeth, and I feel like I can't do anything. He's like, you didn't have your gun, man. No, it was that episode because I put that in my notes saying, like, he, he's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm armed to the teeth. But he doesn't say, like, we heard growling and I didn't do anything. Like, and, I actually uh, forgot my gun at back at, back in the truck. So. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to make light. Obviously, right now, at this point, we don't know what's happening and the show is claiming that something is serious and but it's just it's it's one of those things where he's like I'm armed to the teeth but it's like if it is radiation or if it is like this you guns won't do anything like, you know what i mean so it's well, just says, it's this whole thing well he says he's armed to the teeth but so far the only thing i've seen him carrying around is a rifle so i'm like okay. yeah well, what's your definition your definition of armed to the teeth and my definition of armed to the teeth are a little different it's just it's just interesting to me it's like why are you carrying this gun around but maybe he thinks i don't know what it is maybe he's trying to be intimidating to these people who are coming in trying to do radiation sweeps like i have no idea it's just it's very awkward and i don't know if it was like a a producer saying listen you can't carry this gun throughout the whole show so why don't you, like you said, have two of your guys behind Heiner and Cameraman, but you're not carrying this for the whole show. That has to be what they're doing. Because I totally don't understand where he keeps telling everyone, I'm armed to the teeth. I'm armed to the teeth. Did I tell you I'm armed to the teeth? And then the minute they hear it growling, there is no armed to the teeth. You know what I mean? And, and, then, and, he, doesn't, and he doesn't even have, like, an, from what I can gather, he doesn't even have, like, an automatic. He has, like, a a pump action shotgun and like six extra shells that, you know, it's kind of attached, I, I to, don't know. attached to the butt of the gun. I'm getting and a weird. Like my, my definition of arm to the teeth would be like, okay, I have this pump action shotgun. I also have an Uzi strapped to my thigh. I have a Bowie knife strapped to my, the other thigh and I'm carrying a bandolier of grenades. <laughs> That's arm to the teeth. I don't know, like, and, and I, I respect the guy in the sense of, like, you know, he's, he's probably he does have a tough job. But the, the thing is, though, I, I, I have a feeling, and this is my only, like, I'm, I, I got this feeling, we talked about last episode, where when we watched The Hunt for the Skinwalker, 
Caleb was actually the one there on camera and he was the one kind of like talking to people and he was holding the gun and then they showed someone else from the neck down which we think is dragon and so and they probably did that because dragon probably was in talks with the owner and stuff to do this history channel so caleb was on the hunt brandon takes thomas sorry not brandon dragon takes thomas straight to caleb caleb's the one who's who's basically looking over Travis so he must have medical experience he's also the one who's taken Travis or Thomas to the hospital later I mean I won't, won't give away but there's a lot of Caleb and Caleb is the one who for me out of them who feels that that has that security force background maybe Dragon does I, I kind of actually don't remember what his background was if they say anything but the thing is though um, the thing is, though, is I have a feeling Dragon is head of security, meaning I overlook these guys, but he trusts the guys to be the talent, not talent, but the the trained people, you know, the trained operatives. Like, I, I feel, I have a feeling that's the situation because it's, you're starting to see that he's kind of going more and more to Caleb and he's he's the one who contacts the boss when like the s hits the fan so i'm feeling like him even though he's quote unquote again armed to the teeth i'm feeling like he's more of the minister administrator than the others you know do you do you know what i mean oh yeah he, he he's the suit yes basically he's the one who's going to tell the boss that one of his workers is is sick and is ill and I think that's why, like, he, he he will have a gun in one scene, and then the next scene is all like, I'm not sure why, you know, I, I don't need the gun for this scene because I got two other guys around. Like, he, you're probably right. He probably has, like, two or three other guys behind the scenes, you know, behind the cr camera crew being, like, with the guns. Like, we've already killed all the mountain lions within a five-mile radius. We're good. <laughs> well, so to finish up, the episode then ends. And we don't know Thomas's fate. And we get a little sneak preview of Brandon coming on a helicopter carrying a silver case to the ranch for next episode. Another case. <laughs> Another case. They oh, they I, love I, their I'm cases. Waiting, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for, for him to like say like like he'd be like like Eric Dragon. I think it's time we have to sh we show him the hangar. Yeah, seriously, it's one of these things where I'm not sure what's in the case, but there's going to be something in another case. But you don't know that yet. But so that's it. That's episode two is at the end. That if that case doesn't have like a shriveled up alien hand in it, I'm going to be pissed off. Right. Well, um, that's it. What's your final thoughts on this? I still like the show. It's it's got a good vibe to it and i look forward to watching the rest of them i like the show i thought i had some really good i thought half the show was kind of them setting up for basically saying that i think they're setting up for wherever a baseline of whenever they see something they're going to take these read-ins and they're going to try to compare that when this stuff happens these read-ins are there and because of that something is is affecting it so somewhere these microwaves are coming from and that's why everyone's having all these weird situations which i think is a really good idea like i thought this was this is something that they can measure and they can figure out and then they can test i also thought 
all the um, weird anomalies that they were seeing, the lights, the flashing, the beams. Uh, not so much as the beams with the infrared, but more I'm talking about all the stuff with the naked eye, the Quantum Leap Mountain, as mm -hmm. now I'm calling the Mesa. But I thought that was really fascinating. I, I don't know what could have caused that. Like, the only things I could think of causing that that I've seen pictures of is, like, the Aurora Borealis, which it you won't see in Utah. You know what I mean? And, and every leap may be the leap that gets him home. I loved that show when I was a kid. I thought that was a job that you could be a time traveler. I wanted to... I, I remember one year I got a piece of driftwood when I was camping with my uh, grandparents and I took highlighters, green and pink highlighters, and I colored this piece of driftwood because it was a perfect square. And I colored this driftwood and that was, I was, I pretended I was Al. I didn't know it at the time, but I cosplayed Al <laughs> and I had my own, uh, <laughs> I had my own um, controller and I used to just tell, well, Ziggy, come on Ziggy. And I used to hit it and like, you better work Ziggy. And my mom and dad used to be all like, well, at least she has imagination. And now almost uh, 20 years, 30 years later, well, how, I think it was like early 90s, I now have my own Ziggy machine in my hand. <laughs> Come on, Google. Like, see, I think that uh, Google really missed out on call it, not calling their thing Ziggy. So people could hold in their phone and just say, Ziggy, tell me, tell me why we're here. Ziggy, get me out of here. Yeah, oh my god, even their maps. Instead of Google Maps, just call them the Ziggy Maps. Ziggy. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I am enjoying the show. My last thought is this, that I think... I think there's a little bit more to the team than we're seeing. Like, for the dynamic-wise. Like, I think... I don't know. It, it, it's it's. I feel like Travis is kind of coming into a situation where everyone has these roles that that they don't want to up, up upset the apple cart. And I have a feeling that you're starting to see those little cracks. So I'm interested to see what's uh, next week's episode. As am I. <laughs> so should we do our legendary listener shout out? Let's do that. Okay, so this week we are going to the southeast. I don't think we've shout out in the southeast before of the U.S., so, shout out to our legendary listeners in Tampa, Florida. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love that we are getting so many listens all across the world, but also in the U.S. So, thank you for your patronage. <laughs> yes, thank you. So, uh, Jay, you want to take us home? This has been another successful and exciting episode of Legends of the Dark. My name is Jay. I am Leslie your purveyors of the paranormal and your curators of the creepy. We thank you for listening and good, good night. night.